Hey everybody, welcome to episode 25 where I'm interviewing Misty Flanagan. She's an awesome entrepreneur who runs four businesses, all revolving around real estate. She provides remodeling and construction services in the Houston, Texas area, along with running a woman's real estate investment group called Her Mindset Matters. She embodies having a positive mindset and recognizing that when it comes to business, not just real estate, this is a people business. Together with her business partner and boyfriend, Jason, she has created not just a success for herself, but a positive impact in her community and across the country. I hope you all enjoy this special episode. Please visit our site at www.richstateofmind.com, where we provide content on real estate, personal finances, and self-development. Share your story and information by posting a blog on our site so that the Rich State of Mind community continues to grow in knowledge. You can also follow our Instagram page at rich underscore state brand to find out about exclusive offers and discount promotions for our apparel. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other outlets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And thank you for listening. All right, so thanks, Misty. Uh, appreciate you taking the time this evening uh, for this episode. I think this will be really fun. Uh, so if you don't mind, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? What do you do for a living? Sure. Um, thanks for having me, Anthony. I'm really excited to chat with you and share a little about my journey and hopefully answer some questions and all that. Um, so I have a background actually in uh, human resources and business management. I worked for a general contractor in the Fortune 500 company named mm-hmm. Kiwit. Um, they kind of moved me all over. And so I have a little bit of construction background. Um, and my boyfriend also worked for them. And then we just decided to stop working for somebody else and start working for ourselves. And he was a civil engineer who worked for the same company. So we kind of took all of our experience and knowledge in the construction industry and um, launched our own business. And we we moved to Austin, Texas, which is where we first launched. And then we actually ended up moving to Houston a year later. And that's where we've been for the last three years. And now we actually have four businesses in real estate um, that we manage from Houston, Texas. So, um, yeah, it's been an exciting four years for sure. <laughs> so so uh, I, I, dang, that's a lot. No, I'm just saying that's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. And, and what we've kind of done is we started, um, with one and kind of focused on that. And then what we did is we saw a need for, uh, an investor friendly or investor focused builder, which is what we really wanted to do anyways, was build. And so we launched that company and then um, we saw a need for an investor friendly or focused rehab company. So we launched that company and then I have a wholesaling business that I run for any of the deals that we don't want. I have great buyers that I've built wonderful relationships with that. I'm like, why throw those leads away? Let's let's pass those just because yes. they don't meet my buying criteria. Yes. Um, you know, let's pass those on. And so we look at everything through investor eyes. So we've built great relationships with our passive investors and with our with our buyers because we're extremely conservative on the numbers. We look at it as if it's, you know, us purchasing the deal. So that's really helped us in the relationship building. And then the most recent company um, is um, called Her Mindset Matters um, and REI Group. And it's really to just um, basically help women in real estate launch their businesses. And so it kind of all, you know, meshes together and just gradually happens. We didn't actually plan for all four businesses. We just saw needs in the industry for all four businesses. The main one we wanted to do was new construction. And we just kept seeing a need for these things. And we're like, well, we could do that. We could do that. We have good subs. We could rehab. We can coach. We can. So it just very naturally and organically evolved. And so we definitely didn't go into it thinking we were going to have four businesses in four years, Um, but it's been really exciting and a lot of fun and we're just learning as we go, which is what you got to do, you know? So, so usually I hear people, they eventually go into the construction side, new construction side when they, they first Mm -hmm. start off with a single family home. What did it take to start a construction business? 
because uh, I don't know any of that realm of when it comes to real estate at all. Right. So my boyfriend and business partner, Jason, grew up in construction. Um, and so and then he became a civil engineer. And so he really knew the background of construction more in the commercial world than the residential world. So there still was a learning curve there. But what happened was when we moved to Houston, we actually moved here to flip flooded houses. And um, we still have yet to flip a flooded house <laughs> because what happened was we moved here and we actually met investors that really wanted to get into new construction and that had land or were they were pursuing land um, and they just really didn't know what to do, right? They didn't know where to start. They didn't know what kind of offers to make, what to build, all of that. And they knew of our background in construction. And so we were kind of brought projects. And new construction was always what we wanted to do. So we're like, well, I mean, we can walk away from the flooded houses. Like, let's do this new construction. So we are teamed up with two other investors, our business partners in Elevated Development. And um, we just launched and we're just like, hey, you know, instead of hiring a GC or a builder, let's be the builder in GC. And we've just kind of been learning as we go. Obviously, the most important thing is getting the projects built. Um, and then hopefully we'll be starting to expand our team uh, next year um, and hiring employees and starting to build that out. But it really was using our background experience and people coming to us and saying, hey, how do you build this? Because exactly like you said, most people have no clue where to start in the building process. And so we look at it again through investor eyes as, OK, well, you have this piece of land. We could put this on it. We could put that on it. What's the best use? What does that cost? Here's your offer. And then they typically partner with us um, or hire us as the builder. So that's kind of the process with us. And so you being in construction, uh, I'm, I'm, it sounds like this is a different level than just your, your, your everyday contractor. It's, it sounds like you're orchestrating everything. Yes. So we're, we're called um, what's called turnkey. So um I mean, you could bring us in at a different part of the of the transaction in a sense, but like our first project, we actually got brought in with, after the design. The land had been purchased. The design for the six unit townhome build project had already been created and they really needed a builder to just like to build in a sense, right? So that's where we were brought in there. The second project that we were brought in on was a 12 unit um, or is a 12 unit townhome project in the Galleria area. And that was there was land that an investor friend of ours was pursuing and actually for like a year and that lead had come back around and he brought it to Jason and was like, Hey, this is what I wanted to pay a year ago. I'm not sure if that still makes sense, you know? And so what we did is basically looked at the whole area, said we could build this. We went and helped negotiate the price. And then, yes, we basically took it from there. We're equity partners in the deal. We took it from there. We got uh, it okay. designed. We got it permitted. We got it. So we take it full blown from start to finish. And so you can also just simply hire us as a builder as well. But we still would be turnkey. Like we're not going to have people coming, you know, a passive investor coming on site, swinging hammers and those sorts of things. Like we know the process, the permitting process, the inspection process, all of that. So we do take it start to finish, whether it's new construction or if it's a rehab. So we're also called a turnkey G, uh, GC for our level up remodeling company. And that's really appealing to a lot of investors, especially ones that have W-2s or they don't really know how to flip project, you know, properties. So we'll come in, we get the permits, we hire the subs, we manage the rehab, we take it to close. So it's great for people that don't have a ton of experience in construction or real estate, or maybe they just don't want to do it. Maybe they're doctors and lawyers or whoever, or, you know, people, nonprofit people that love their W-2 job and they don't want to mm -hmm. walk away from it, but they still want to build wealth in real estate. And we had found there was not very many investor friendly or focused builders or investor friendly or focused rehab companies. So that's why we started Elevated Development and Level Up Remodeling. We saw a need for that in the industry, at least here in Houston anyways. So, so yeah, you, we're uh, turnkey. What made you, uh, so what makes you decide, hey, this, this project, we're gonna ask for a stake in equity and this one, we're just gonna get paid straight up. Is that what the, the customer, the client comes to you with that or you, you offer that? A little bit of both. 
Um, what we like to do is look at multiple exit strategies to see what makes sense for our company and for the other investors, right? Sometimes it makes sense for us to be equity and sometimes it just makes sense for us to be hired. Um, you know, you can only be equity in so many projects at a time too. And um, so we need to make sure we have, you know, builder fees and all of that coming in for to build to hire as well. So we just look at big picture, but most importantly, we look at what makes sense for the project and for the potential clients or, or partnership with, with the investors. And so it will definitely change from project to project to project. Um, but, but yes, we do both equity and, uh, hire. Do you, um, find yourself doing, uh, more than one project at the same time or y'all kind of do one, one turnkey, uh, job at a time? We have, we have four projects going right now. So we're building 24 townhomes and then we mm -hmm. have one, um, single family home in the Independence Heights area that is in the permitting process right now. And we are actively pursuing, um, other projects as well. So we, we like to fill the pipeline, but we also know when our limit is, you know, um, we were not pursuing um, any additional projects for a while this year because we were focused on the, the four projects that we had, but those are like rocking and rolling. We have phase one done on, on one project and almost done on two others. And we feel really good about the flow. So we feel okay actually starting to entertain other um, projects because a lot of times if it comes in where it is just raw land there takes some time there to get you know the permits to get the design to get all of that so it's not like we go straight to building so granted it does take our time to help with that stuff but um but yes we are also just very aware of of not over leveraging ourselves because we know a lot of contractors out there that just take on work and then they don't show up to the job site yeah. I mean, we've had that happen to us with subcontractors. So we don't want to build that reputation. We've actually turned jobs down when we were too busy and just said, I'm really sorry. I could probably do this in three months, but I cannot do this right now. And I know you want to get going on this flip or whatever it is. You probably is better if you hire, you know, another contractor because we're not going to be the ones that say yes and then don't show up. That's just yeah. not how we, how we run our business. And, and actually those, those people well, are super appreciative that. of that. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And they'll, they'll actually come back and bring us um, other projects, you know, or if they can wait, maybe they'll wait on that one. But, but yes, they're actually very appreciative of that because most contractors are not upfront about that. They just no. take, you know, take the job and don't show up. <laughs> I've even asked them straight up like, Hey, look, are you juggling jobs? You know, cause I don't want you to do this. If you're going to be juggling jobs. No, no, we can handle it. It's fine. It's fine. And then I'm like, yeah. Hey, where's the, I go on the site. Where's the guy? Oh, they're at the other job, but this is not done. This is not done the right way. Um, so yeah, yep. I definitely, I appreciate uh, your, your core principles when it comes to how y'all do business. Uh, um, wish you wish you was in Hampton Roads. Wish you was in this area. Uh, over here. <laughs> Maybe someday. <laughs> you know, we'll be doing, I pre yeah, that would be, actually, that would be awesome. Actually, it's got me kind of thinking if I could find somebody that has a similar kind of uh, the way you do business in this area because turnkey obviously right this there's good pros to it i don't have to worry about yeah. anything it's new right maybe i just gotta worry about the house settling in the five years but other than that i don't have to worry about replacing a roof in five the numbers i don't have to crunch the numbers so bad uh with taking right. certain things in consideration because it's like getting a new pair of shoes a new car right so that part is, is definitely awesome uh and so is that part of your level up company Yes. So, I mean, they're both considered turnkey because we're a turnkey builder too. Like I said, you're not going to come in and do anything. We're going to take care of it. But yes, level up remodeling. That's, it's funny. I thought turnkey was a, was a term that was more familiar. And when I, when I explained, I'm like, oh yeah, we're, we're turnkey GC. Everybody's like, what does that mean? And then I explain, I'm like, well, you're not going to have to come and manage the subs. You're, I mean, you or you're more than welcome to come by the property and take a look and see how we're doing, mm -hmm. obviously. Um, but you don't have to come swing hammers. You don't have to pick finishes. You don't have to manage subs, hire subs, manage the rehab, any of that. Like we take care of all of it. Um, so, and we have those conversations up front because there's some investors that really do like swinging the hammers and picking the finishes and being extremely involved in the process. Then we're probably not your GC. You know, we're more for the people that kind of want to be more hands off. So we're very upfront about that as well. Um, so, cause it, to us, if you're going to constantly come and want to do those things, it could actually slow us down. 
Mm-hmm. And so there are, there are many GC or many contractors, you know, I wouldn't even call them a GC. If you're doing that much management, you're the GC if you're doing that much management, but there are many contractors that are like that, that you can hire and go that route. Because I know people that love to flip properties. They love to be very involved in the whole process. So why would I take that away from them? I'm like, go for it. You know, absolutely do what you love. So yeah. So we're very upfront about that. I would do personally, I would do the flip maybe once or twice to learn. So that if I do hire a builder, then I just know what to expect. But yeah, sure. it's yeah. I, to me, I've seen it. It looks seems to be it's very, very time consuming. It pays off well. Like, you know, if you do a good flip, maybe I can make 50, 60 grand out of it. Um, I've heard some people make 100. Uh, but yeah, the idea eventually is, at least for us, is to be passive as possible. If, it, if the numbers make sense, not to still be working, because uh, I sure. think. Yeah, we definitely put on a lot of time in the military. So like when we retire, we want to be able to be like, hey, so you, you know. You yeah, know. absolutely. And so yes. can you explain to me how you transitioned the, you know, the builder uh, turnkey business and then now you have you have your REI uh, business. So your real estate investment business. What made you start that up? Well, so our first business was real estate investing. So when we we moved to Austin, we got right into flips. Basically, we did some flips in Austin. We were going to start building a rental portfolio and then we were going to do new construction. So to me, they're all kind of one and the same, like real estate investing, because we're equity in our deals, we're invested in them, right? So, um, so that's where that is. And then the wholesaling business, again, like, that is um, because it takes a while to get paid on these new construction projects when you are equity. The wholesaling business helps us generate income. And then also it's a marketing uh, effort to find our own projects, whether we want to flip them or start building a rental portfolio. So they kind of all mesh together because we also have investors that are like, hey, Misty, go do your marketing, find a flip, level up remodeling, can do the construction, I'll, I'll fund it, Right. So the wholesaling business is marketing for almost all the businesses in a sense, because we can find new construction opportunities. We can find rehab opportunities. We can start building a rental portfolio for that and all, and also all while building amazing relationships with other investors that either they want me to, they want to buy properties from me. They want to invest in our properties. They want me to, you know, they want to partner on the properties, whatever it is. So they all kind of mesh together in a sense. Um, so to me, it's all real estate investing. So yeah, all the businesses are in a sense to me. Mm-hmm. How do you, um, how do you get your leads for wholesaling? Um, we do, so we do cold calling and then we have a website. Um, and then we just started some Craigslist ads and we're going to do some more like online, you know, social media type, um, marketing. But, uh, what, one of the things I did that I learned the most from was actually door knocking. When we first moved to Houston, I did a ton of door knocking and that is probably where I learned the most that I've ever learned in real estate was just literally, literally and figuratively boots on the ground, knocking on doors of people facing pre-foreclosure. And that's, I went from barely knowing anything about pre-foreclosure to becoming a pre-foreclosure expert that way. So, um, and then basically I took, because door knocking is extremely time consuming. So then I took everything I learned from door knocking and incorporated it into scripts to cold call. So, um, uh, okay. so yes, we do, mm-hmm, yep. so we do a lot of cold calling and then um, now we have a website, Craigslist ads, and we'll be doing more online because I just see obviously the direction of things is, is being becoming more online. I mean, it's been like that for a bit, but, um, but yeah, even the cold calling people don't answer their phones as much anymore. You know, they just want to go online and find their answer and figure it out. And so, um, we're, we're building a, a brand online that I'm really excited about called here for you homes.com. Um, so we've been working really hard on that and building up some YouTube content so we can actually educate people that come to visit our website um, and, um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun actually building this brand out. So, yeah. How did you find out that, uh, th- these people have pre-foreclosed homes? Were you looking like through, uh, some type of search engine? Yeah. So I purchased a list. Um, it's just a, a foreclosed Houston, um, list. And basically oh, okay. that gives me a list of the auction people going to auction. And then I skip trace them or I would go knock on their door. Right. 
and then you just give them a call. And um, now a lot of the, obviously a lot of the pre-foreclosure auctions here in Texas have been postponed. Um, if they're federally backed, they're postponed through the end of the mm-hmm. year. So that has slowed down our marketing a little bit, um, but it's given us the time to really focus on um, getting the website and the content and getting all of our systems really dialed in so that when January hits, um, or early part of next year, there's going to be a lot of people that need a lot of help um, because they've, you know, not paid their mortgage since March of this year, right? They're going to be very yes. far behind. They're not going to know what they're going to be able to do. And so if we have more of our systems and everything in place, then we can help more people. So that's really what we've been focusing a lot on this year. We're still looking at deals and, and mm-hmm. you know, doing projects and things like that. It's just slowed down a little bit. And actually, it's kind of been nice to really just focus on the systems and the marketing side, because sometimes you just kind of go and blow. And then when you actually stop, you're like, Ooh, I don't really like how my systems are set up, or I don't really like how my website looks, or, you know, this doesn't really jive. And so we've been doing a lot of that this year, which gave you time to assess. Yeah. Because uh, I, so I use, I use list source. Um, I use deal machine. I don't know if you've heard of deal machine before. Yeah. I tried the wholesaling uh, a couple of times. Things got a little busy for us over here. So I wasn't able to completely finish up with it, but uh, I think the best the best opportunity I have, and I say opportunity because the guy ended up uh, reneging, but it was about like five thousand dollars. So I've always heard like, hey, for people that you uh, uh, that do not have a lot of money to just jump into real estate, wholesale is probably the cheapest way to get started. And like you said, yeah, you can door knock, and you could probably buy a list for like maybe 50, 80 bucks and try that out. And by the way, that takes a lot of courage. By the way, because people. The real reason why a lot of people don't do business or any type of uh, anything that will build wealth is because they're afraid of being rejected. And you didn't right. have that problem. You know, you was knocking on doors and obviously everybody wasn't a yes, but it, it panned out for you and you ended up learning a lot. Uh, so yeah, definitely kudos to you on that. I always thought about that too, like in a perfect world, like when it comes to wholesaling, there's so many different avenues you can go with that when you find a distressed home or a home that needs some type of it has a problem. You're there to fix the problem. And it can go in so many different ways. You can, even if it doesn't meet your criteria, whether it meets your criteria, it doesn't. Um, so right. I do, I do like that one. Do you have a, like a set purchase agreement that you use, or uh, do you have like a, a script that you share on your website for people? Um, you know, I'm not a big, what's funny is I've actually been revising our scripts and what I'm finding is, <laughs> just be natural on the phone. The script actually, cause I've had VAs and you give them scripts and it's very scripted. Right. And it's like, then I go and make the calls and I'm just like talking to the person and I can build a much better rapport. So now I'm actually working on creating scripts that are more natural. Um, and honestly, it really is just about the courage to do it and just start the conversation. I will say one one book that I recently listened to was Exactly What to Say by Phil M. Jones. And that was a phenomenal book. So if you haven't listened to that and you're talking to people um, and you're trying to sell them on a service or something like that, it was such a great um, such a great book. And I actually was lucky enough to be on a Zoom call um, with him live. And we literally went through like door knocking scenarios and cold calling scenarios pertaining to real estate and pre-foreclosures. And it was really good. Um, but but yeah, I, I think people get too hung up on the scripts and you just got to you got to do it. And and really how I created my scripts, if you want to call them, was just by door knocking and going, oh, when I said this, they didn't really they started to back up or whatever. When I said that they started to lean forward, they were interested. And so there were these key words like foreclosure is not a good word to use. Like I try to <laughs> avoid that word if at all possible, um, you know, and they'll tell you too, like, oh, wow, you're so kind. Like people have just been coming and knocking on my door and telling me that I'm going to get thrown out on the street and things. So you also pick up on what not to say based on what others are saying that didn't go well. Um, but it's really just, you know, talking to the people and understanding and tweaking your script a little bit if it's not going well. Like we've had to tweak our scripts this year, because if pre-foreclosure homeowners don't have an auction date, there is very little motivation to sell. Um, and so our biggest thing right now is building rapport this year so that when 2021 hits, all they can think of is here for you homes. And I want to call Misty. 
yeah. right? Because, you know, just don't have that motivation unless that auction date is there. And so we've really had to tweak our scripts there on just let's build rapport. Let's, let's provide them as much information, which our website provides a lot of information to people um, about what we do and how we do it and all of that. So, so it's, it's really don't get too hung up on the script. It's more get out there, do it, see what works, make notes of what doesn't. And then keep doing what works and then and continue to tweak along the way if you need to, for sure. So that's yeah, what, that's what I, we did. I, I truly agree that um, next year it's going to be very interesting. Um, yeah. Anticipating that COVID not necessarily goes away, but, you know, we figure out, hey, you know, this is how we're going to deal with it. And then when these foreclosures happen and the loans default, uh, it's going to be, I mean, obviously as investors, right, we're like chomping at the bit, but. I think, I think for a lot of situations, like for you, creating opportunities for people while we still figure out a way to, you know, build wealth, I think will be truly like the, what makes this process beautiful, because Absolutely. I think obviously you have a lot of people that may take advantage of the situation. And like you said, people like, you're going to get kicked out and be on the street. You know, I'm going to buy your, you know, your house for pennies on the dollar. Uh mm-hmm. I, I was listening to one podcast about how people were, they said back in 2007, 2008, and even currently they still do it. They were finding ways to, they bought the home from people and then found a way to get them back into it. I guess restructured, they bought the house from them and then maybe restructured it. I guess maybe they did like a rent to own. So they got mm, them back okay. in there to, to where, at a level to where they could afford it. Uh, so yeah. that's something that I think is very interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. and then, you know, obviously if they meet the certain criteria and then at least to own for five years, that way they got skin in the game, uh, and moving forward right. from there. So I, I think there's definitely right. opportunities and I like the way you're doing it. Uh, definitely like the way you're doing it as well. Yeah, we, we take a lot of pride. So at here for you homes, our motto is you come first and the property comes second. Um, because that really, you know, when we talk to people and we're like, why did you choose us? You have so many people calling you, knocking on your door, sending you, sending you letters and they always say, it's because you treated me like a human. You talked to me with respect, you understood my Mm -hmm. situation, right? And with us, you don't just, we don't just stop the foreclosure. We actually have relocation specialists that help them find somewhere new to live. We have credit repair specialists that help rebuild their credit. Um, You know, we have moving movers that offer discounts. We're trying to like really solve a lot of their problems because that's the first question everybody asks, well, where am I gonna go, right? So um, it's not, yes, I, I wanna purchase their property and, and build wealth for myself, but the reason that I got into this business was to help people. Like I went to one of those three-day seminars and where most people are like dollar bills, dollar bills, dollar bills, that's all they see. I was like, I can help so many people doing this. Like, I love helping people. That's all I've ever wanted to do. I remember telling my mom when I was little, like, I don't care what I do when I grow up, I just want to help people. And I thought this was a great opportunity to do that. So that's really what Here For You Homes is about. Um, and like you said, when you when when I can build businesses by helping others, it doesn't get any better than that. Like, yeah, it, it doesn't. literally doesn't. Like, I don't even know how it could get better than that. So yeah. that's really what we take a lot of pride in that. I love the fact that you said that you, you have a, you have movers to help them at a discount and you have a relocation specialist. Are these people that you uh, like partnered with and so that you get a, a commission from them getting business or you get a discount from working with them or you just, you just know them and you just refer people to those, those guys? I mean, I don't have to pay for any of these services for these people. Um, you know, the relocation specialists, they, they get paid by um, the uh, wherever, you know, if it's, a, it's a, if it's a single family rental or an apartment rental, or they get paid by the landlords or by the property managers. So um, credit repairs, I guess I could team up with credit repairs specialists in that way, but, but really I don't want to take money out of their pocket um, because I understand what it's like to live on a commission-based salary, right? As a business owner, I don't really know when my next paycheck is coming. And as relocation um, specialists and credit repair specialists, they only get paid if somebody brings them business as well, right? So I've just really created these relationships. um, And yeah, I I don't get any kickbacks or anything like that for using them, but it I I guess I don't really need to. Um, I, I want to build their businesses just like um, I want to, you know, they want me to build mine because the more I'm out there doing that, the more business they get and vice versa. And we, 
Um, I have agents that I work with that like, say if somebody wants to sell a property retail, I'm not an agent. So I refer them to agents that I know. Um, and we do um, help you, like there's some marketing fees and things like that, you know, because they wouldn't be getting that without, you know, me passing it off to them and whatever else. But um, it's more about the relationship building than anything else, because the more people yeah. I have on my team with, with the most resources, the more people I can actually help. And so, and the more money that you make really, because if I can offer more resources to more people, then I can help more people, which I can build up my businesses better. So I don't worry too much about like kickbacks and things like that. I know a lot of people are kind of like, well, what's in it for me? If I, I guess I've never had that mindset. Um, maybe, maybe it's not a good business. Uh, maybe I need to have more of that, but, uh, but really it's just for me, it's about building relationships and helping as many people as possible. I think that goes longer than a, a one-time payment, right? I think, uh, I think relationships, people, uh, that'll last a whole lot longer. And so you're, you, you have experienced growth just in that concept. So I think you are doing it the right way, to be honest. Uh, I mean, yeah, anybody can monetize anything. Uh, but I think when people see like, hey, I'm doing this because I, really, I really care. I want to see you succeed. And I don't want to be making money off of the expense of you. Hey, here are these resources. Uh, it's it's a whole lot better because they probably didn't even know these resources existed. Like I didn't even know there was such thing as a relocation specialist. Yeah, they have no clue. And one of the things that we teach our um, her mindset matters uh, members is is a concept of what's called the value bank, and it's where you provide value to others, and you may not immediately see the the you know benefits um, return to you, but man, someday the floodgates will open, and it'll just be like all of this great, you know, goodness will be coming back to you. And, and that's where you're putting deposits in your value bank. And when you least expect it, the withdrawals are going to start coming. And it's so much more rewarding that way, it, you know, especially when you're not. And it, to me, it's a turnoff when you're having a conversation, especially when we're talking about helping a family. And then I'm like, well, what's in it for me? You know, like I wouldn't want to do business with that person personally. Um, so we really love this, this value bank and, and, I remember there were times where I was like, man, I feel like I'm helping so many people and like, you know, other investors or whatever it was. And I was like, nothing's coming back. And then it was like, boom, it just all started coming back tenfold. And it felt so much better to be, you know, receiving it in that way than to, you know, be kind of asking for it up front and only, only providing if you got something in return. Um, it's just, it's a different kind of feeling. And it's, I'd much rather build my businesses this way uh, using the value bank. Um, than any other way. So I have a couple of questions. So uh, question number one, when it comes to being a business owner, what's probably the biggest lesson you learned with owning businesses? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it doesn't happen overnight. Uh, I think real estate specifically, um, people go to these, you know, workshops and RIAs and whatever else. And you, you know, it's great information. It's great networks. It's, I mean, that's how we've gotten what we've gotten is by being par a part of these networks. Um, but there is this kind of, oh, if you do this, you know, get rich quick kind of gimmicky thing. And so I don't think people actually talk about how hard it is to be an entrepreneur and how it tests you every single day. And that there is such a huge learning curve involved with being a business owner. You could be a top CEO at your company, like, or another company that you worked for. It is not the same as owning a business. Um, there is this massive learning curve that we've had to endure with all of our companies. And, um, you know, we were very successful in corporate America. We were made very good money. We were climbing the corporate ladder. Like we didn't have to leave. Um, we just were very unhappy. And so we thought, well, we were super successful in corporate America and construction. We can do this. I mean, we are doing it, but holy crap, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. it's a massive curve. And I think people don't, one, they don't expect it and they give up too um, easily. And then two, they don't embrace it. Um, I am a completely different person than I was four years ago. Jason is a completely different person than he was four years ago. Our relationship is completely different than it was four years ago. Um, it really forces you to get uncomfortable 
and to dig deep and uh, to experience growth like I've never experienced within myself before. I want to be better. I want to do better. I want to, you know, just, it's just such a different experience than when you're working for somebody else. And unless you embrace, embrace the suck, is that what they say? I think mm-hmm. um, embrace the suck. You, don't, you, don't get, you don't get to experience that because I think people are, oh, this is supposed to happen overnight or whatever. No, you, you got to put the effort in and then you will absolutely uh, see it, you know, come to fruition. But I think that's probably the biggest thing is like, just don't expect it to happen overnight. Be patient and keep going and embrace the journey. Like it's about the journey, not the end goal. You'll get to your end goals. I promise you, but you got, you have to embrace the journey along the way. Yes. And so I talked about that actually on um, episode 11 is called uh, get, getting comfortable, being uncomfortable consistently uh, pushing yourself because um, I think a lot of times we see social media, we see TV and we see how these people got to this higher lifestyle, but we don't see what happened in between. And usually, Hey, if you want to learn the in-between go buy my webinar. Right. And then people are like, ah, because a lot of people don't believe in investing in themselves, which means maybe buying a book or webinar, some type of podcast uh, to learn information. Uh, they consider that like a waste of money. Like instead, of, you know, they want to buy clothes and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah. it is a it is a mindset, and so um, that's re- really one of the reasons why I like I like this podcast that we started, and I like this conversation I'm having with you because the common denominator, no matter what business you're doing, is hey, okay, how can I adapt? How can I make sure I, I'm better the next day? And then yeah, am I am I helping people? Because I think the the most successful people are providing a service to others because this is about people. That's, that's where you're making the money. You know, you're not robots are not buying stuff from you. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's people. So if you right. understand that right. portion and um, like I, I generally, uh, so one thing I had to get over was talking out to people. Like, I don't like to say, Hey, how you doing? You know, this, I'm kind of, you know, Hey, what's up. And then maybe the second or third time we meet each other, then I'm more open to talk, but uh, and being in this business, I, I've had to gradually kind of like, hey, be more open to talking to people. And I've seen it, you know, work its, you know, work its magic. And obviously, you're not going to, hey, uh, you, you, want, you got a deal? Well, you know, it's obviously you build a relationship. And right. so, uh, I, but I, I do appreciate it, though, because you, you've probably met some great people, right? And I'm yes. pretty sure they appreciate you like you appreciate them. Oh, uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, our, we are where we are today because of, of, you know, partners, business partners, um, because of investors, our networks. Um, I have, I personally have a life and business coach who now is my partner in the wholesaling business. And she is my partner in her mindset matters. We started off as I'm, I I was her client. I still am her client. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it really is about the relationship building and just being authentic and um genuine and that then you will attract those people and that's really who we've done business with and when you get to do business with your friends and with people that are like you um that have the same vision i mean that's amazing so we we definitely you have to put yourself out there in a very authentic genuine way but i'm telling you like it comes back tenfold like i talk about the fear of failure and messing up probably more in podcasts and in uh, articles that I'm interviewed on than I do about success. Because that to me is such a huge part of the getting to success. And it's also what nobody else talks about. Nobody else talks about how hard it is to get up some mornings and how, you know, it's so frustrating to feel like you're failing or you're never going to get this, or why was I so good in corporate? And I can't figure this, you know, stupid Craigslist ad out or whatever it is. Right. And so nobody talks about that. And because I am so open and honest about it, people gravitate to me because they're like, holy crap, I'm not alone. Like Misty feels that way. And she has four businesses and she's been doing this four years and she still has a hard time some days. I mean, it's just being honest about everything. You know, it's, it's been a, a, a journey for sure. And some days are better than others, but like, I wouldn't give it, give it up for anything. I wouldn't, you know, especially even on the toughest days, I'm like, I would so much rather be doing this than miserable in corporate America, you know, working for somebody else. It just becomes a different thing when you're doing it for yourself and building a business, you know, for yourself and your family. And especially when it's something that you're passionate about. So it's just a different world, you know? 
What do you uh, what do you gain from uh, your life coach? I've heard a few people talking about that they really their their mindset and their business and their life started to change when they got that life coach. So now I'm a, I'm a believer in okay these these life coaches really seem to uh, pro, you know propel these people in a different area in their lives. Uh, what do you gain from that? Sure. So I mean, I was a person. I remember seeing it on TV. I'm like, life coach, what? what is that? Like, what is a life coach, you know, going to teach you how to live? Like I always thought it was all mumbo jumbo. Um, and then I've really been diving super deep into self-improvement over the last, well, probably now two years. Um, because I saw a need for it. If I was actually going to be a successful business owner, I needed to level up. And so I started listening to podcasts and I started to, um, you know, journal more and really invest in myself. Cause like you said, people don't, they'll invest in college. They'll invest in new shoes or whatever TV. I don't, they don't invest in themselves. And that's really where you should be investing. Um, and so, uh, I was listening to a podcast and just really loved it. And I, I have a, a Facebook group called the women's real estate investor Alliance. And I posted in there about this, this podcast. And I was like, this has kind of changed my life. I'm looking at things so differently and this woman, her name is Deidre Kiesling. She posted and she goes, I went to the same life coach school as that podcaster. I'm a life coach. I'm offering um, free, you know, sessions for women in real estate. Would you like one? And I was like, yes, please. And I had one session with her and I was like, where do I sign up? And really what it was is I was at a point, this was probably February of this year. So she came into my life at the most perfect time because I wouldn't have got through COVID without her. Um, awesome. But I was, I was really struggling with juggling everything, you know, um, and that's when we didn't even have her mindset matter. So we had three businesses. We hadn't even officially launched Level Up Remodeling yet. And I was just like, how do I manage all of this? I was like having anxiety, like it was too much. And it really was, I wasn't managing my mind around it. And so what she helped me um, do is basically focus on the things that I can control and forget everything else. So what I do is I tend to worry about everything and everyone else. And so I'd go on what's called tailspins and kind of go down these like negative paths of all oh, the world's going to end, you know, <laughs> and it's like, no, let's focus on what can you control, Right. And so she really helped with that. And as we were going through our sessions, she was like, you know, I'm coaching a couple of these women and I really feel like you guys are all having the same issues in real estate. And she goes, the, one of the common things was these women are super successful in corporate America and they get into real estate and they're just like major self-confidence issues. There's just like a ton of self-doubt. They don't think they can do, you know? So she goes, what do you think about teaming up and you're the real estate side and I am the mindset side and we create a group coaching program for women in real estate. And that's how her mindset matters was, was created. So she still has her business. It's called the dream Academy, Deidre Kiesling. She's literally incredible. She has changed my life. And now we have, and that's one-on-one -on -one sessions. And now we have a group coaching program. We only take on 10 women at a time. It's a six week program. And each week we have a real estate topic, like investing strategy that we go over. And then we have a mindset topic that, that connects the two. So like this week, we're um, going to talk about the do's and don'ts of networking and then how to the mindset side is how to create value. So when you show up to a networking event, you know, even if you haven't done a deal yet, how can you portray the value that you bring to these other people and the confidence and all of that? So we we pair the two up depending on what the topics are so that you can really take that real estate investing strategy to the next level by managing this up here. So it's really been amazing. We're on group three. Um, we started it in July. We're, we are in the middle of group three. So we're sold out for 2020, but we do, we're on, we have a wait list for 2021. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's, that's probably my biggest, like her mindset matters came out of nowhere. And it is like, I love it. I want to do it all day, every day. <laughs> so I have to, I have to be careful because I do have other businesses. Um, but to just see the transformation with these women that were struggling a lot, they went to the, 
the workshops and thought they could do this overnight. And then six months later, a year later, they're still struggling. Well, it's because they weren't managing up here. They weren't, didn't have realistic expectations. They didn't set themselves up for success. They didn't build the self-confidence that they needed. So now we're seeing them take massive action and get contracts and close deals and build relationships with other women. And it's just, it's really incredible to be a part of that for sure. Like I, I love it every day. And I think what also what adds to it too is like if you're corporate America or for like for me, military, you have a pipeline that tells you, hey, this is what you do. And then you'll go up to the next yep. level Structure. in real estate or in business. It's, it's anything. You could do anything. Uh, and mm -hmm. there's so many different ways to make money or be successful or fail. And so I think to a lot of people that is intimidating, a little scary. Absolutely. Uh, because like, okay, am I, am I going down the right way? I mean, I'm making money but it's a little slow and I'm, I'm actually, I'm doing really well too fast. Am I about to mess up and, and blow it all away? Uh, so I, I could, I could, I understand where you're coming from with that. And uh, I think uh, definitely, like I said, Amira is going to definitely talk to you about that. Cause um, the fact that y'all do it virtually, that obviously broadens your reach on being able to talk to anybody anywhere. Yeah. So, we have members all over the country. So our first group, we had a member in California. This group, we have um, a member in Ohio. Like we have, we literally have members from all over the country because it is done virtually. And then the cool thing is, is now you're connecting with people in other states or cities. So if you want to start doing real estate in those places, you have boots on the ground and somebody to actually help you with that. Um, but yes, we do it virtually. So anybody anywhere could do it as long as you're a female. <laughs> Sorry, but you gotta be a female. <laughs> No, uh, maybe somebody will get inspired and branch off and do a male division. There you go. Maybe. I mean, it won't be as cool as ours, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Kidding. And so with all your businesses, what's your end goal? You know, everybody always asks this. It's like, what, where do you see yourself in five years? And I am like, I have no clue. Um, the end goal would be I, to definitely like you be more passive I'd rather, I'd rather work on the businesses than in the businesses. I'm very active in the businesses, um, which is fine for now. And I'm totally good with that. But I'd really like to be more up here and working on the businesses and build teams um, underneath us for each business that can help with, you know, the administrative stuff and whatever else so that we can really focus on how to bring you know, our businesses to more people and bring more brand awareness and help more people and coach more people and all of that. So I, I would love to get to a point where we can kind of do business from anywhere. Jason and I love to travel. And so if we could do business from anywhere in the world, that would be great. And we don't have kids now, but we will. And I would love to be very involved with, with raising them. So I definitely would like more flexibility what that looks like in the business. I don't really know because I'm so in it right now, but um, I definitely see building out some really solid teams that then we can take a little bit more of a step back on the active side and, and really focus on, on, you know, expanding those businesses and building them out and bringing the best customer service too, since that's so important to us. Uh, so we don't so want to needed. That. It's my mm -hmm. biggest pet peeve is uh, poor customer yeah. service. Uh, no, and it's, it's <laughs> every like it's like is it really that hard? Like, I just yes, blows that, my that's mind. exactly what I that's exactly what I asked. Like, what is so hard just about you know from A to Z? You know, hey, this is the question I ask. Like, okay, if it's if, it's, if the question I ask is a no, go beyond and say, okay, what else are my other options? It's just no and hang up. You know, and so uh, people people love that. That's what makes me want to come back. Right. And yeah. I think that's for you. Right. You have other options. You have other resources. So therefore, they remember you. They will call you back, whether it's for them or for somebody else. And so that's a concept that I think is really uh, will contribute highly to your to your business. Um, but I do have a question. Um, so with all this being said, uh, what do you consider your rich state of mind? Why do you do what you do? You're highly motivated, by the way. And I, I love it. I'm feeding off of it. So. What is your why? <laughs> My why really is just helping as many people as possible. Um, whether it's stopping their pre-foreclosures, whether it's helping women launch the real estate business of their dreams, um, whether it's turning 
somebody who is so wanting to be, you know, in new construction and allowing them that opportunity. We have so many people that reach out to us that say that I can't wait to get into new construction, but I don't know where to start. Right. So it's really just building those relationships and helping as many people as possible, because like we already talked about, you know, building businesses while helping people is the ultimate dream. I mean, I've always just wanted to help people and now I can build businesses doing that. I didn't even think that was like possible growing up and now it's a reality. And so that's where all of my focus and my why is is like, how can we help even more people, you know, Mm -hmm. and and continue building these businesses um, as, as we go. So that's, that's kind of my why and what keeps me, what keeps me going. (laughs) Uh, well, Misty, I, I do appreciate you um, taking this time. Use the wealth of information. And I think uh, oof, after definitely talking to you, definitely looking at different ways to do real estate. Because I like buy and hold. Uh, yeah. But like we talked about with you and doing the wholesaling, there are other ways. If it doesn't work out for you this way, you could do it another way. Exit strategies are a must. And again, you emphasize on networking. Uh, networking is what really builds it. And I don't think COVID should, let, uh, you should let COVID stop you from networking. Uh, <laughs> it may yeah. slow things down, but you have to adapt. Yes, yes. And we are. And I'm just one of those people. I'm like, a well, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a hugger. So, you know, I'm a handshake hugger, like in-person so person. Okay, we're, we're going to get back to that. It's fine. But yes, I do appreciate platforms like this and the all the Facebook groups and just all the different kind of Zoom stuff to keep everybody, you know, still networking, engaged, learning, growing. Um, because I mean, what, what better time than right now to really, you know, even expand more on what we know and be able to help more people and offer more services. So, because I will tell you this, the, our biggest regret in Austin was, you know, we kind of looked down on wholesaling. I don't know why really looking back, like, I don't know why we thought, but then I'm like, man, we got so many leads through our marketing that just because it wasn't for us, that was silly that we did not at least talk to other investors about it. Right. Like silly. We could have even, you just make a couple thousand dollars. Like you paid for those leads. You built the relationship. You could, you know, so now it's like, that's how I look at it. I was like, yes, I want to build our rental portfolio. And so does um, Deidrea, my partner in, in the wholesaling business, but we're not going to let all the other, all the other leads go to waste because we're all different. We all have different criteria. We all want different things. So let's like still make that money, still help those people. Right. Cause if you walk away from a pre-foreclosure lead, cause the numbers don't work for you, you're could be abandoning a family from, from help. So yes. we definitely have a different on that so I love that you have that perspective of let's think a little bit more outside the box even if it's not right for us how can we you know I'm sure you've built lots of relationships with people so capitalize on those relationships that's what they're for you know and so you could make somebody else a lot of money by get you know giving them properties to build their rental portfolio and hell maybe they'll come across a a property that doesn't work for them and they'll shoot it your way you know and you're all making I like getting text messages about that Hey, I got this deal. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you're still making money through assignment fees too. So it's like you're building relationships, you're making money, you're at least not throwing money away on marketing. You know, there's so many advantages, but I think we were so new. We didn't, we we're like, no, we're going to flip and that's it, you know? And so lesson learned. So definitely I'm glad that you have a, a broad, you know, sense of like, oh, let's think outside the box and see how we can really you know, capitalize on, on this in more ways than what we just the buy and hold aspect of it. And I think, I think that's definitely, I think that's definitely the way to win. And, um, I think, uh, everybody that was listening would definitely see like, all right, it's not just one way. Um, I could do it multiple ways. And so yep. definitely appreciate you, Misty, doing that and explaining that. And I think you, you, you definitely explained it in a way, in a can do way that kind of, okay, this may be hard, but it can be done. <laughs> 